Hello and welcome to this week's Positive Recovery with Karina being made for www.sobertownpodcast.com and my YouTube channel Positive Recovery with Karina. This week I am coming from uh, a caravan in the middle of the field because I'm on my holidays and I forgot to bring my jar with me. So I thought what I'd do is I'd just read something from, or some things from my book, um, The A to Z of Alcohol and Sobriety, Everything You Need to Know by Karina Alderton. So I'm just going to open it up randomly, get myself comfy. And okay, I've landed on somewhere in B. I'll just have a quick of what we haven't done before and I think I'm going to hit on the brain. So the brain is our control centre for everything. It interprets everything we see, hear, feel, smell and touch. It keeps our heart beating and our lungs breathing and everything working as it should be. It is made up of cells known as neurons which communicate with each other to send and receive messages to and from every part of our body. Our brain is 60% fat and its main period of development takes place in at least in the last three months of pregnancy until we are 24 years old. Alcohol can stop this and actually shrinks and kills off parts of the brain, changing our physical and emotional reactions. It may not be obvious at first, but just think about how all our senses and our logic change when we are drinking. Continue and the long-term damage will be done. It's for this very reason that withdrawal can feel so rough and for some the delirium tremens will occur. Omega-3 may help to restore some of the fats we have destroyed with alcohol and vitamin B12 and a strong vitamin B compound are often prescribed to help restore our neural pathways. For some it will be too little too late. So just turn to neural pathways. Um, There we go. So neural pathways are formed by our neurons sending messages backwards and forwards between our body and our brain. If we touch something hot, our pathway or neurons sends this sensation to our brain that tells our body the object is hot and to pull our hand away. In a healthy or sober person, this all happens in a split second. Whilst the majority of neural pathways work to keep us safe and healthy, they are also habit-forming. We're in pain. We have a drink. It numbs the pain. Next time we're in pain, dot, dot, dot. We have a drink. It numbs the pain and so on. But the good news is we can retrain our neural pathways. Firstly, we have to put down the drink and stop drinking our neurons and their pathways into oblivion and allow them to do their job. So the brain plasticity um, how can, of the neuro, how can we retrain them? It's because of neuroplasticity. This is the good news. We can repair and rewire our brain and our nervous system, and this will be the case for most of us. The growth of the brain, its neurons and the nervous system is how a child learns to walk, talk, eat, etc. It was originally thought that these systems then stopped developing and went into decline. But we now know that we have the power to retrain our neural pathways, both physically and emotionally. Repeated actions become habits. We just have to change the habit to make a new one. For a fantastic podcast on this, I can thoroughly recommend listening or reading an article by Todd Crafter 
at good old www.sobertownpodcast.com. If it fires together, it wires together. It completely changed my life. So I've talked a bit about neurons, that's but it's just cover neurons as well, which is part of our neural pathways. So neurons are part of our nervous system. They send and receive messages from each other through chemical and electrical energy. They are found throughout our body and we have around 86 billion of them in our brain and around 500 million in our gut alone. Alcohol stops our neurons communicating with each other and causes a slurred speech, poor memory and movement we encounter when we are drinking. It also stops us from listening to our gut instinct, which can lead us to making decisions that we may not have made had we been sober. So in this book, um, some of the things are highlighted in bold because it directs us to other headings um, to explain things a little bit more. So in that section, um, gut instinct was highlighted. So we just have a little look at gut instinct. Feel it, listen to it and go with it. It really can tell us so much. Even when I was a mental health nurse, it was okay to go with this and record that we had done so. There is a very large nervous system, the vagus nerve in our gut, and it is often referred to as our second brain. Listen to your tummy today. It has so much to tell you. Let's have a little look at the vagus nerve. Um, the vagus nerve is the biggest nerve in our body and carries messages to and from our brain, heart, tummy and near enough every organ in our body. It plays a major role in keeping our body running including steadying our heart rate and blood pressure and helps us to talk, swallow and digest our food. It is also responsible for our gadfly reflex, our gut instinct and telling our body that it needs to vomit. It is thought that by stimulating our vagus nerve with things such as humming, meditation and yoga we can reduce inflammation and our risk of diabetes, heart disease, stress and anxiety. Okay, um, I just tend to think now where I was going. So let's go back to the brain. Um, and the other thing that was highlighted into the brain was the delirium tremens. So we'll have a little look at those and see what those are. Um, so these are severe form of alcohol withdrawal, which approximately 5% of us will get when we stop drinking. This is another reason for seeking medical support or at the very, least, oh, very least reduced gradually our daily intake of alcohol before quitting completely. We are more likely to get the DTs if we are drinking heavily and are in poor health. Let's face it. Most of us are in poor health towards the end of our drinking career. Poor sleep, poor nutrition and dehydration do not contribute to good health. Agitation, confusion, shaking, sweating, vomiting, hallucinations and seizures are all signs of severe alcohol withdrawal and can lead to vomit in the lungs and airways and death. For this very reason, some of us will need a medical detox. So let's go back to detox honestly if i never see enough alphabet in my life i don't think i'll care <laughs> right detox um when we stop taking something our body has become reliant on then we go through a period of detoxification 
This varies depending on how much we have been taking, genetics and our health. Stopping drinking for some can be very dangerous as it can lead to seizures and death. I would always encourage everyone who is stopping alcohol to discuss this with their medical practitioner first. Some of us need a medical detox in hospital, whilst others can do this safely at home either with or without medication. We are all different and medical advice is always recommended, but I didn't practice what I preach, so I get it if you don't want to do this. If you are physically dependent on alcohol, i.e. you need a drink to stop shaking and to be able to function each day, do not stop drinking dead. If you cannot talk to someone or access a medical detox, then reduce gradually the amount you drink each day until you're at the stage where you can then stop. So I'm just now going to find reduce gradually. N-O-P-Q-R. Reduce gradually. If you're drinking every day, then it is advisable to gradually reduce your alcohol intake before you stop completely. Start by making a note of what you're actually drinking. Work out your daily units. You could use the Drinkware app to help with this and gradually reduce this down by 10% each day. You can do this either by lowering the amount you drink or the strength of what you're drinking. According to the article referenced below, when you have had a week of drinking 10 units or less a day, it should be safe for you to stop drinking. But again, I would encourage you to speak to a medical practitioner for support with this. And as I've said in my book, it's to, you know that's referenced from something else. That's not something I've come up with. And for that reference, it's www.wearewithyou.org.uk forward slash help hyphen and hyphen advice slash advice hyphen you slash how safely detox alcohol home um and you can get more um information on that if you wanted it but for now i'm just going to flick to units um to units obviously i recommend that you do not drink any alcohol but the current guidelines recommend we do not drink more than 14 units a week this should be spread over two to three sessions as more than eight units in one session is viewed as a binge. But what are units? Many of us think that one spirit is one unit and one pint of beer, stout or cider is two. But what size and strength is the spirit you've poured and how strong is your pint? And what about all the different wine strengths and sizes? If you're wanting to cut back and monitor your alcohol, then I encourage you to start measuring your drinks and recording them. The Drinkware app will help you to do this, but here is a rough guide to UK units. A 25ml spirit of 40% is one unit. 175ml of wine at 12%, that's just a medium-sized glass, is 2.1 units. And a pint of 568 mils of lager, ale or cider at 5% is 2.8 units. An easy way to calculate this is to multiply the millimetres by the strength and divide it by a thousand. Sounds complicated, but actually it's not. So if you've got a 700 ml bottle of wine at 12% strength, you simply multiply 700 by 12. And that equals 8,400. And then you just divide it by a thousand. So that bottle of wine equals 8.4 units. And that's pretty scary when, um, I don't know if you heard it earlier, that actually eight units in one session is counted and classed as a binge. 
So, you know, I had a binge every night on my bottle of wine. How about you? Um, and there are, it says here, even easier, um, you can try some alcohol converters. And there are alcohol converters around. If you just have a little Google for the ones in your country and um, that will tell you what is around so i'm just going to flick to drink aware because we noticed that we mentioned about the drink aware app in the units because it really is a good way to track things so let me just have a read about that um, it is a great website in the uk with information advice and support now obviously um it's going to be available all over the world um even though it's uk based because it's on the internet so I used the phone app with a day counter for a couple of years, along with a drink measure cup that they supply. You can also set an alarm on the app to alert you when you are getting near a trigger pub. I did use this, but I often still went in. It did help me to moderate and give up for a few weeks at a time. And a combination of this and the I Am Sober community helped me realise that I just cannot moderate long term. I'm an all or nothing kind of gal. Um, so what is moderation? Um, moderate. I think I'd be quicker at this by now, having written about it all. Okay. Moderation. When we first start thinking of quitting and take that step, many of us do so with the intention of seeing if we can stop for a while and then come back and then just drink every now and again. Nearly every single one of us discovers that we cannot. We give it several tries though. Moderation is not a thing for anyone who is addicted to something. Don't beat yourself up from being hooked. It is an addictive substance after all. Look at it this way. You're responding how you are supposed to. It's the people that don't get addicted that aren't. And I have to go now to the I Am Sober app. Oh, the, the, the section, sorry, not the app. So... I Am Sober or IAS is a free sobriety app with an amazingly supportive community. I own my sobriety, but I credit the wonderful people on here who helped me get and stay sober. You can remain completely anonymous if you wish, but most people whose pseudonyms, some of which you will see in here in this book, um, and mine is Karina Dottypot. You can post, read, support, be supported and celebrate. There is also a daily counter, milestone marker and money counter on here and it covers so much more than alcohol i'm currently working on my sugar addiction there are informal daily zooms which were set up and are run by people from the i'm sober community if you would like more information on these just email me at alcoholandsobriety at gmail.com with your IAS username and the milestone you last posted at and I will send you up-to-date information on Zoom times and sign-in details. Um, and I mentioned community there and I'm, so I'm going to flick to community in my book. Um, community, this is absolutely key to recovery. If you're considering quitting or even if you're in full swing, then find a community to support you. This can be face-to-face -face or virtual. For me, the I Am Sober app, IS, has been my saviour. Most of our loved ones don't understand what we're going through, and certainly some to the, not to the degree the recovery community does. It is so freeing to belong and to be with people who truly get and understand us, accept us for who we are, and do not judge us or our choices. 
my other community as well has been Sabertown. Um, that has been a huge, huge inspiration to me. Um, so the Sabertown podcast, this amazing resource was started by, by my IAS Power Drifter. And you can hear many amazing people telling their drinking and sober stories, sharing helpful information on recovery. And there is an amazing toolbox of resources by Todd Crafter. You can also hear me chatting about many of the subject headings from this book in Positive Recovery with Karina and Two for One with Polly and Karina. There are before and after photos, sobriety tattoos, book suggestions and so much more. The website is growing and developing day by day. So if you haven't already, go check it out at www.sobertownpodcast.com and just have a quick look at the toolbox what is a toolbox um because you will hear that mentioned quite a lot about tools and toolboxes this is our box of tricks to help beat off our cravings our triggers our altered unhelpful thinkings and addict voice every job needs tools for the work to succeed sobriety is no different one size does not fit all and we need lots of tools to help us through What works for us one day may not work the next. We need a good selection. Hopefully, reading this, you've now got some really good ideas and resources, but that does not make your toolbox full. We can really learn from ourselves, from each other, from each craving, each milestone, challenge and reset. Stay curious and don't be the poor work person who always blames their tools. And the very start of this bit, as I've just mentioned curiosity in my introduction of my book, is it actually says, you may not agree with everything I've written. My word is not gospel. But if anything particular stirs you up, maybe ask yourself what that is about. This book contains everything I think you need to know to make choices about your alcohol or sobriety journey. It is not necessarily everything you want to know. My intention is to give you hope, help you feel less alone and inspire you to be more curious because curiosity didn't get the cat. It really is key and perhaps I'll just quickly read about that. Curiosity, a good friend once said to me, stay curious and it really is sound advice. Even when the very worst happens, When it feels as though our world is crumbling around us, it really helps to stay curious. Curiosity helps us to learn, understand and work things out and definitely helps us to act, which is to become aware, clarify and turn it around. It can also help with our altered and helpful thinking, CBT and other techniques you will read about in this book. Curiosity can tell us just to be, to just sit with it, and I'll just hand it over to the universe and to trust in the process. And I think I'd, cause I could just go on forever. There's so many highlighted stuffs in there that I could just read and read. But I think I'll just finish with trust in the process. Have faith and trust that it will all work out okay. Essentially, this is about accepting our areas of control and letting go. What will be will be. If we can do this, then we'll become calmer, more patient happier, able to recover more quickly, be less stressed and more accepting of change and our areas of control. When I'm struggling and I don't have the answer, I now simply leave it to the universe. One of my favourite film quotes is from the Best Marigold Hotel. 
everything will be all right in the end. So if it's not all right, it's not the end. Anyway, I hope you'll have a wonderful week. Um, until I see you again, not another drop, no matter what. Remember, you have choices. Stay curious and stay in your hula hoop and your area of control. Have a good one. Bye-bye for now.